Blog Talk Radio. Mercury rules all kinds of communication, including trade, 
travel and commerce, because if we travel, then we're going to go to, you know, perhaps a foreign country where um, we're not going to be speaking the same language. And yet we know that even if we're in a situation like that with somebody who's quite different from us, that we can still find ways of communicating. Anyone who's traveled um, outside of their own region, it can even be within the United States. You know, we, we can go to a different section of the United States and encounter people who communicate uh, in a different way than us. And <clears throat> we... Um, We'll have to do our best to try to understand each other. If it certainly happens when people speak completely different languages, not just dialects, and um, that's why Mercury is a ruler of travel and travelers. Commerce, business, involves a lot of communication. And so Mercury is also a ruler of merchants, business owners, and um, people who uh, share... Um, money with each other because money is a form of trade. In the tarot, Mercury actually rules the magician and he's juggling these many different items. One of them is actually coins and it's because money is a way of communicating. So it's not just about writing, reading, talking, having a dialogue with each other. It can also be about um, the exchange of money and the way we communicate in that way. And I think also uh, there's almost like an extrasensory communication where we don't have to use language. Mercury is also the ruler and in control of those things. Um, Mercury is uh, agile, agile, very, very uh, flexible, fast, very speedy. He's usually seen with wings <clears throat> on his feet or his hat. And he was traditionally thought of as the messenger of the gods. He carried messages between, you know, the, each other, uh, sort of the uh, the godlike postman. And um, that we know how important that is because if we're waiting for a message or we're waiting for a communication or we're waiting for a piece of mail, something in particular, that's all about Mercury. So Mercury actually rules the mail service. So interesting energy. Mercury is actually a neutral energy. It's not considered uh, male or female because it doesn't take on either one of those qualities. And even though Mercury is traditionally pictured as a, a man, a, a male deity, um, he is not a personification of some form of masculinity. Communication is actually a pure neutral, non-sexualized experience between people. Um, I want to remind people that this is a live show, a live call-in show with live readings, and that the telephone number is 213-943-3395. Anybody out there who'd like to get a reading this evening, um, you know, you can call me here at the Inside Connection Radio, and I will be happy to look at your chart and discuss with you whatever it is that you'd like to go over. So Mercury, interestingly, has this side job of escorting the souls of the dead to Hades, and Hades in Greek mythology was not hell. It was really, I guess, a combination of heaven and hell because it was where everybody went. Nobody actually, there was no, there was no heaven. Everyone went to Hades, and then when you were there, um, you were judged, and you either went to a really nice place, a pretty place, or you went to a not nice place. But in the old Greek mythology, uh, there was no real heaven. 
uh, heaven and hell were both in one place called Hades, the underworld. <coughs> so, in this way, actually, um, Mercury is also the messenger between the four elements. And I think that that's somewhat of a good conversation piece for people. Where your Mercury is in your chart, that simply means where was Mercury when, when you were born, what what um, constellation was it in front of, that Mercury is the messenger between the four elements. Sort of a fascinating uh, concept, because if we don't call on Mercury uh, and our mercurial energy, then we're kind of going to have difficulty communicating outside of a specific realm of energy. So it's sort of interesting to know that communication is necessary between even elemental types. And so that that connects with uh, the book I wrote, Elemental Love Styles, a couple of years ago, came out with um, uh, a book called Elemental Love Styles, Find Compatibility and Create a Lasting Relationship. That book's available from Atria, Beyond Words Publishing. 2010, and it was about the elements and the way in which different people love from an elemental place. So I found when I was looking at this information about Mercury and I saw that he was the messenger between the four elements, I thought that that was very interesting because it's necessary to have communication in order for any energies, any any energies of differing types to be able to understand each other. And um, that uh, coming up with a language that we can all communicate with with each other is very important. Um, I think that if we have, for instance, Mercury in a fire sign, that's Aries, uh, Leo, or Sagittarius, while those three signs differ, certainly they differ, one of the things that's very common for all three of them, though, is that they're very bold. And so it, it has a very bold a creative communication style because fire is a very creative element. So Mercury in one of the fire signs is going to have a very bold creative aspect. And um, if you have Mercury in one of the air signs, which is um, Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius, this is very interesting because um, Mercury actually rules Gemini. <clears throat> because of words and language, and Gemini is the ruler of that. So, in general, the air signs are about the mind. And so communication, Mercury goes very well with that because the mind wants to be able to communicate its thoughts. And Mercury is the vehicle for communicating that. So people who have Mercury in an air sign are usually good communicators. They set good boundaries. They're thinkers. They're always trying to search for the truth in some way. There's a great need for air signs to, to collectively experience tr the true nature behind um, thoughts or facts or the way in which we think. Uh, Mercury in the water signs, this would be Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, is going to be somewhat tainted with emotion because the water signs are emotional. So if you know people who are very strong emotional communicators and their thoughts happen to be um, preoccupied with uh, with emotional matters, feelings, 
uh, a sort of intuitive connectedness comes across, or they're very intuitive speakers. These people have Mercury in a water sign. Not always easy because you want the mind to be clear of the emotions in some way. That's the way the truth can emerge. Don't want a very emotional uh, you know, thinker. But by the same token, this is an important kind of person to do art. Um, because they think about expressing themselves, Mercury, right, communication, expression. They think about expressing themselves in an emotional way. So people who have a watery Mercury, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, are very imaginative, and uh, they have a a, a strong uh, affinity for communicating their information in an, an emotional art style, symbolic, those are all good words for communicating with water. Um, The last element is earth, and earth elements, earth uh, signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Mercury co-rules, not only does it rule Gemini, but it also rules Virgo, and it rules Virgo because as an earth sign, Virgo is in charge of analysis, and discernment and analyzing and weighing things out. You know, Virgo is always looking for the better approach, the more efficient approach. And uh, this is um, why Mercury is the ruler, because as a thinker and a communicator, Mercury and Virgo go well together in their ability to discern, their ability to analyze. So... um, in general, the Earth elements, though, the Earth sign is, as an element, are practical and tangible and very um, down-to-earth. Um, and um, they can be sometimes a bit rigid, but the thing is that communication, when it comes across with, a, uh, with an earthy tone to it, can be very grounded. There's no, there's nothing sort of airy and potentially spaced out about an, a mercurial Earth. So people who have Mercury in an Earth sign are very grounded thinkers, very communicative, you know, good communicators, and they may not say a lot, but what they say is meaningful and important to them. This is um, very uh, sort of constitutional for mercurial Earth, for Mercury and Earth, and and. What's interesting about it is that Mercury and Earth may take a longer time to learn something even. It may take them a longer time to absorb something. But once they do, it really sticks. So traditionally, uh, Mercury in an Earth sign is um, someone who takes a little bit longer to learn or memorize something. But once they have, it's theirs for a lifetime. So I think that's that's kind of a, a you know a, a beautiful thing about Mercury. Um, you know, other things that Mercury represents in 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 our human personality and human consciousness is dexterity. Uh, it's it, dexterity. It's, it's it's moving from one place to another. Mercury has the ability to you know operate from the left and the right. As I was saying before, it's not a neutral. It's not a neutral sign. It's not a. It's not a masculine or feminine. It is a neutral sign. So, it uh, it has a quality of 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 both um, masculine and feminine energy. This is one reason why it's also agile and fast and quick. So Mercury rules intelligence, 
Um, it rules uh, communication. And I think it's very important for us to understand in the element that we are in Mercury in what way we communicate. That way we can communicate with people better. So I want to remind everybody that uh, this is a call-in show and that the number is 213-943-3395. And this is Inside Connection Radio. It is a call-in show, live call-in with uh, astrological readings. So... Some more information, I think, a little bit about Mercury, which I think is very interesting, is that a mercurial day in um, the uh, the Roman calendar was May the 15th. And merchants, I was saying before that Mercury is uh, rules merchants and business because of commerce and the way in which we uh, share money as a way of communicating. And um, May the 15th is a special day because we can actually bless our initiatives of commerce. You know, if we have a business or if we have a job or whatever on that day, we can say a special prayer, maybe light a candle or whatever it is that we do to create a blessing. And um, and uh, we increase the capacity for prosperity for the, re- for the next year by using May 15th as a, a day of mercurial auspiciousness. So I do have a caller in the chat room, and what I'd like to do is go there now and see who it is. Area code 727, you're on the Inside Connection. Well, hello. Hi. Hi. Yes, hi. Um, Hi. My name is, yes, my name is Lisa, and I'm calling from Florida. Hi, Lisa. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, did you want me to look at your birth chart? Sure, yes, Great. no problem. Let me I was on. born April. Just give me one second. got to go over the... Perfect. Lisa, do you have a... Um, uh, can you tell me the first initial of your last name? Yeah, it's uh, J. J. So you were born on April... Uh, sir. What day? The 3rd. April 3, what year? 1971. Awesome. Oh, it's one of those years last year, huh? (laughs) It was a one year, I know. I was born in a one year, too. Um, And do you know the time of birth? Uh, Yeah, I do. Actually, it was 8.19 p.m. Oh, 8.19. Oh, oh, p.m. And how about your birth town? Uh, Dunedin, Florida. Uh, is it two N's? No, it's uh, like the word Dune and then D-I-N. Oh, I see it. Then you said it as Dunedin. That's cool. Where is it? It's in Florida. Yeah, no, I see that, but what part, hon? Um, it's Pinellas County. Uh-huh. All right. So we're going to get your chart up here. Now, I know already because of 1971 that you're in the middle of the midlife crisis. I know that for sure because of your age, and that happens to everyone around 40 to 42. So you're kind of in it and you're kind of not in it. I can tell you that. There's going to be a little piece of it that comes because of the Neptune square, which happens also to everybody. I'm kind of looking around your chart to see if there's anything um, 
very specific or auspicious. Oh, there's good relationship things for you coming up, I would say. Jupiter's going into your seventh house, something really nice there. But what what's very important for me to convey to you sort of in, this, in a mini-reading is that this is a time of sort of fluctuating change for you to try to determine what it is that you really want to bring into your 40s. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really happen at age 40. It happens at age 41 where we're like, oh, okay, I get it. What are the dreams that I have if it's about a relationship or family or business or whatever? And what part of that can I actually make real? What part of that can I uh, actually bring into my life? And which part of it is an illusion? Which part of it is something that I've been daydreaming about for years and years, but however much effort or whatever it is to make it happen, you know, I'm just not going to because I don't have the energy, I don't have the... um, you know, the sort of the, the time, there's there's just a whole bunch of things that stand in my way of making it happen. So this is a time where we decide which ones of the things that we would really like to bring into our lives we do and which things we don't. It's interesting because you have kids? No, no kids. Do you want kids? Um, I'm not against kids. I just don't uh-huh. have any. Um, okay. I don't think I'm going to be giving birth to any kids. So right, I, that's fine. Yeah. You have you have Neptune in Sagittarius and it's the ruler of your house of children. And I think one of the things that you're going to be working on in 2012 is do you really want to do that? Is it something that you would want to do? And having Neptune in Sagittarius means that you could be adopting like a foreign child. Uh, somebody that might be needy that you could help. I think that there's a lot of spirituality in your chart. And you also have the moon when you were when you were born was in Cancer. So you have a very maternal side. Even as an Aries. Yeah, that's true. Even as an Aries where you're very strong-willed, you know, as an Aries you've got, you know, something to say and, you know, you make things happen. You you have a very strong maternal side. Your Venus is in Pisces. It, it, you're very sympathetic, very empath- empathetic as a woman. And even though you're a hard worker and you're very dependable, there's some strong Taurus in your chart. The, you know, what stands out about a woman's chart is really the moon and Venus and where they are. And you have both of those in water. You have both of those in water signs, Venus and Pisces and the moon and Cancer. And it, it, it makes you concerned about other people, even as in Aries, where, you know, Aries can be sometimes preoccupied with themselves. And you, you probably have that. You are an Aries. But that's okay. It's not in a negative or, or distasteful way. It's just that... You have a a softer side than most Aries, where you're very intuitive, very empathic, very concerned with the welfare of others. Are you in a relationship right now? No. You want to be in one? Uh, uh, The right one. Yeah. I I would say I'm extremely selective because I went through a very bad relationship, so I'm a little bit uh, gun-shy, shall we say. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, let's see that um, you have Jupiter going into the seventh house, which is the house of relationships. And normally Jupiter's effect is going to be to bring something positive, something beneficial. So I do see, you know, did did you have a fairly good year this past year? Jupiter was in Aries, and uh, was it good at work? 
Was your health good? Yeah, I would say I had stable health. Yeah. Um, and I would I say mean, my work was pretty decent. It was, yeah. It was actually yeah, a good right. year for you. And you know, I think that you have a, you have a continuation of that as we get into the fall of this year. You're going to become a lot more concerned about like yourself, your appearance, what it, and different things that you need to work on. You're a very you know deep person. There's a lot of there's a lot of deep thinking, self-reflective you know qualities about you. You're not a, I wouldn't call you shallow. <laughs> you know you don't you not that I would call anyone shallow on the radio show, but you're 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 not shallow, <laughs> and there's a lot of qualities about you that I think are very important. I can understand why you get hurt because you think that you're going to save someone. You know, Venus in Pisces, you think that you can find somebody that needs you to love them. And, um, you know, that's not really the case when it comes to really, I think, working out a relationship with somebody. Is Yeah, you want somebody to want you to love them, but not somebody that needs you to, so to speak, save them. And you, um, you know, might lean towards that because of your spiritual nature and because of your empathetic, you're an empath, you know, you're a very uh, compassionate person. Yeah. Yeah. So I do see relationship coming to you. If it doesn't come this year with Jupiter in the seventh, it's going to come in the next couple of years. Very serious relationship because you do have Neptune. Uh, conjunct your Venus uh, right off the top of my head. It might be even a couple of years still, but that's a soulmate transit. And um, not everybody even has that in a lifetime. It's a, it's more of a, one of those rare transits that people just don't always have. And um, you have that coming up in a couple of years. And um, I think that's quite nice for you. Whatever it is that you need to clear out, you know, clear, kind of clear out and during the um, during this what's called the midlife crisis, you know, it's really another way of looking at it is the middle-essence, like adolescence, the middle-essence. This is another time when there are changes in the body and hormone changes and changes in that are that not only happen inwardly like that, like crystallizations of the self, but that are also reflected outwardly in what our choices are. Just like adolescents created changes based on the changes that were happening in the body, the same thing happens at 41. So you're, and it's positive. It's very positive. The only downside of it is, is it can make you feel like making very rash decisions. So right, like I've seen 40 year old ladies like they'll they'll like cut their hair short all of a sudden. Like I know right. what you're talking about. <laughs> it right. sparks me up. Right, yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying is that you want to be careful that you don't have to succumb to that. I always tell my clients in my practice that um, just because, you know, you feel now, oh, my God, I'm 41, I'm really in my 40s, you know, what does that mean for me as far as getting older or what is it that I want for my life? Do I want marriage? Do I want children? Do I want my own business? You know, do you have Aries in the sixth house also so you could own your own business? Um, it uh, um, wouldn't be unheard of for you to, because you're very hardworking. You're a very um, you know, dedicated, reliable, you know, in some ways your chart speaks of somebody that's like a workhorse, really. You could work yourself and work yourself and 
and because of your sensitivity and personal relationships, put all of your energy into um, just serving others, taking care of people, and, but not in a personal way. And I think it's, it's, you miss something. You miss out on something if you don't, uh, you know, open yourself up to personal relationships. Again, it's important for you. Yeah, you're Any right. questions for you, hon? Yeah, I want to know when you see my finances uh, changing for the better to the point where I can make a move, I can relocate. Uh-huh, okay. Um, yeah, I do see that, and it's... Um, I do see that, and I can tell you exactly when you're going to move. Um, cool. And... Don't be disappointed, okay, if I don't tell you it's this year. Um, got it. You move in the spring of next year. About 15 more months is when your finances change and you're capable of moving and creating a really substantial change into a really awesome new location. So what you're supposed to do now with that information is start planning for that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Yeah, and do you see anything around my father? Around? My dad? Your, your father. Yeah. Not this year. There's no changes going on there this year. Is there something is there something difficult there with him? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh-huh. Difficult, definitely a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. That is really not going to change or come to a head also until next year, 2013. Um, Because you're going to have Pluto square the sun and Uranus conjunct the sun. And there's going to be a real fundamental shift at that time with him. Maybe something unexpected. um, Like almost like a sudden break. Okay, what do you mean break? sudden break in the relationship from wherever it has been, it's going to change into something new. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay? Yeah. We've had a lot of problems, so... uh, Are you living with him? No, it just seems to be getting better. Uh Uh-huh. Is it... Do you feel like it's a negative break or a positive break? Um, I actually see it as a difficult but very positive. I mean, I can't say that it's not going to be easy, you know, that it's going to be easy because I just don't see that. But I do see it as positive. Okay. Okay? Okay? All right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. It's good to talk to you tonight. Yeah, thank you. You're so that was awesome, and thank you so much for calling in. Um, it was nice to talk with uh, Lisa from Florida. And, um, you know, I think when um, when people want to call in, they want to ask questions, you, know, you can also ask me a question in the chat room if you like to, because I'm also watching the chat room. So anyone who'd like to, uh, you know, log in a question or has something interesting to ask about astrology or 
uh, Mercury tonight, which is the topic. It's one of the planets. It's about communication. It's about the way in which we communicate and have, you know, in Mercury rules invention, innovation. I think uh, that's very important for for us to realize also is that all these different aspects of the way in which we make our lives successful as human beings are really dependent upon this Mercury in our charts and where do we have Mercury in our chart and and how um, how can we better access our ability to communicate with each other so that we can bring into our lives what it is that we want, you know. So um, other information that I have about Mercury, Mercury is about intelligence. And I think what's very interesting about that is not so much um, – that any one sign, like having Mercury in Aries or Mercury in Gemini or anything, makes you smarter. It has to do with the way in which that energy is aspected and the way in which we use that energy. So, for instance, someone, it's where we find our intelligence, okay? Somebody that might have Mercury in Scorpio could be very intelligent in a very intuitive and perceptive way. We might say, oh, they're very intelligent, right? Somebody, because they're, they're, they're perceptive, they have like a, a kind of a, an intuitive knowing. Somebody with Mercury in Gemini might be really funny and really witty and really great with crosswords and have a really fast kind of repertoire. You know, they could raffle off like all kinds of conversational tidbits. And that person might be intelligent to us because they know so much. They have such a big vocabulary, you know. But... Um, Every Mercury has the capacity to be intelligent. I think in traditional astrology, they they talk about how if Mercury preceded the sun, if you were born with Mercury before the sun, uh, that that was a sign of intelligence. I haven't actually really noticed that in my own practice, that if you have Mercury behind the sun or Mercury in front of the sun, I, I'm not quite sure that it represents um, you know, a quicker mind, because I certainly have met people that I respect their intelligence greatly who have uh, Mercury on the backside of the sun, uh, following the sun as opposed to preceding the sun. And that's what's happening right now with Mercury. I open the show by saying that um, Mercury is conjunct the sun right now. That means that Mercury and the sun are the exact same spot in the sky. And um, that's good for communication. It's particularly good for communication with men. If anybody uh, needs to have a conversation with a man of any kind or there's anyone on the table, there's no past caller, the sun rules fathers. This is a very good uh, time to have some kind of a conversation with fathers, men in authority, bosses. I think that um, that there's a, there's a lot of uh, goodness that can come out of communicating with men at this time. Um, Mercury is also about movement because he travels from one, one place to another. So anytime Mercury is retrograde, which it is not right now, um, anytime Mercury is uh, retrograde, uh, that's when we feel like we don't want to be traveling. So it's going to tell um, everybody also when our next uh, retrograde period is so that we can be on the lookout for that. And it doesn't really happen until the middle of March, around March the 11th. So from March the 11th until about April the the uh, 4th, we're 
going to have a retrograde Mercury. That's the next one. So the end of March and the beginning of April. Interestingly, Mars has been retrograde since the um, January, and it will be retrograde also until April. Four months of retrograde Mars. Very difficult to... Um, Create something new, create a new project, get something off the ground. And with the retrograde Mercury, that's going to kind of be compounded. So we want to be able to take at least now until the early spring, April, and we want to be able to focus on what it is that we've already started and the energy that we've already put out there and how we can actually, you know, make the things that we already have some footing. We have to have some footing in order to be able to make something happen right now. So um, I want to uh, you know, give everybody my ID information. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. This is Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio. And this is a call-in show. And the call-in number is 213-943-3395. It's live readings. So don't be shy. You can give me a call and I'll be happy to give you a reading on the radio. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Astro Healer and on Facebook as Dr. Craig, where I do post um, updates about where the planets are, things that I think are pertinent to all of us, um, sort of energies that are available to everyone at a given time. So that's uh, Astro Healer on Twitter and um, uh, Dr. Craig on Facebook. And um, welcome to new people in the chat room. As I said before, this is a call-in show, so anybody who would like a reading, the call-in number is 213-943-3395. Tonight's show is really about communication in general because it's about the planet Mercury in our charts. And we talked about how Mercury is in charge of a trans-elemental communication. Mercury is... Um, uh, communicates between fire, air, water, and earth. And um, this is very important because fundamentally those energies need to be connected. Fire represents the passion that we have within us. Uh, air represents the way in which we think about that passion. Water is how we feel about that passion. And earth is about how do we make that passion tangible. This is a part of collectively being able to manifest things that we want to be able to manifest. So how do we take a fiery idea, a passionate idea, and pass it through our mind and our feelings so that we can create something of substance out of it? The key element there is Mercury, because Mercury is bringing the information from one elemental phase to another. It's just fascinating that we have this important facet of our charts and of our personality um, symbolically, metaphorically locked into this mercurial experience of communication. So for all of us, again, it's a question of how do I communicate, in what way could I communicate better, what's my style of communication, essential. We can't have intimacy with other people. According to the rulerships of Mercury, we can't do business with other people. We can't have a relationship with a boss or an employee without proper, uh, fundamental, and, and really powerful communication that, that we exchange with each other. I think also um, 
I notice with children, with with really young children, if I have someone, you know, come into the office, maybe bring a little kid with them or bring a baby with them, and you notice how communication is not always verbal and that there's a lot of very subtle communication that happens between uh, people that that is nonverbal, that's almost like psychic cues or body language. All of that is in the rulership of Mercury. That's why Mercury also rules movement. So we're communicating many things by the way in which we're positioning our body, by the way in which we're moving our hands, by the way in which we're moving our feet, or our eyes even. Remember eye movement. There's something um, very important in the study of eye movement and in what way when people are communicating, if they're talking to us and then they look up or they look left or they look right, all of those things mean different things. And so they're communications that we pick up on subtly and unconsciously because movement has occurred and we detect movement as a method of communication. It's just fascinating. I think that the idea that Mercury has this much charge in our life is extremely important and uh, it's a great gift to be able to know that you can access this kind of communication and, um, you know, make it a part of our lives. So um, once again, I'm Dr. Craig Martin and this is Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to me live and we're doing live mini astrology readings tonight. I also answer questions from the chat room or on the phone at 213-943-3395. You can find me on Twitter as Astro Healer, and you can find me on Facebook as Dr. Craig, where I post just genius little quips on a regular basis about where the planets are and how they're affecting us all. You know, I do want to thank everybody for listening and for being a part of the show. It's a new show for me, and I wanted to start off several segments with um, the planets, and I think that they're a really important way to begin an astrology-based show. Next week on Thursday, we're going to be talking about Venus. Um, Venus is, uh, you know, about love, and um, we're going to be talking about Venus energy and how Venus... um, uh, how Venus energy mostly I need birth uh, the birth date that's the most important but I also could use the birth time and uh, the birth city if you have that so um, I have someone in the chat room who asked about um, um, birthday what kind of information do I need to do a reading? It's mostly the birth date, the birth time, and the birth place. The time is the least important. Many people don't really know their birth time, and we can still do a reading without an accurate birth time. But birthday is the most important. Um, so um, next week we're going to be talking about Venus, and we're going to be talking about... Um, Awesome. Okay, so Danielle in the chat room says, I'd like to see what's going on. And she writes to me and and, um, and gives me her birth information, 4588 in Las Vegas. Lovely. At about 3 in the afternoon. 
So just give me one second to get back over to the astrology software. And what we're going to do is we're going to add um, your energy and your your uh, to the software around 3 p.m. 03.00 p.m. on April the 5th. So 04. 05-1988 at around 3 p.m. in Las Vegas. Um, are you still in Las Vegas, Danielle? You still, are you calling me from there? Are you chatting with me from there? Find out in one second. Great. Okay, so 3 p.m., sometime in the afternoon, she says. So it's interesting because what we normally would do is, you know, just read, yeah, well, you know, you're right at the age, sweetie, where you're going to be getting uh, Jupiter return, something very good, possibly money, um, something of very good values, and possibly traveling. That's something that's really on the agenda for you. And I see where, like, a couple of years it's been a little difficult, couple of years it's been a little difficult maybe a couple of years ago it was actually a lot more difficult um definitely it was a lot more difficult and that was a time of rebellion and a time of separation and a time of great change a time of loss moving on letting go of things a time of changing values and career some of that is past now some of it is still continuing based on your age there is a relationship that's coming to you this year in 2012 if you're not in one. You want to just be careful of the relationship. It might you might you might project something onto it. It might look uh like one thing, but it would turn out to be something else. Uh in other words, it, it the relationship that comes this year, you could you could think that somebody is a certain way, like, oh, my God, you're this person, but you're this, you're this, you're this, and then find out that really you were just projecting that onto them. They never really said they were those things. You just assumed. So you want to be careful that this year in the relationship that you meet or that you get involved in, that you're not making any assumptions about who that person is and what it is they can offer for you. I will tell you one thing, and that is as an Aries, with Moon and Scorpio, you're very strong-willed. You have Mercury in Aries, and Moon and Scorpio, you're very passionate, very sexual, um, very intense. You know, you feel strongly about many, many things, and you're also very young, so it's going to take you some time to sort of assimilate um your strong emotional self, you know, the fact that you have wide-ranging emotional reactions to things, you know, with a, a, a greater sense of, like, uh, uh, responsibility and poise that I know that you want to be able to have because you have a certain amount of planets and Capricorn in your chart. And um, that's, uh, that usually says to me that somebody is very hardworking, very diligent, you know that they want to um uh, they want to uh work hard and um make something of themselves for you right now with the birth time you gave me around three in the afternoon. It's a very creative kind of chart 
There's a lot of art in your chart at some level that you want to produce. You want to be able to produce some kind of art. You should try to find that art. Like I said, this is a year right now, 2012, of what's called a Jupiter return, so it's expansion for you. If you wanted to go to school, if you wanted to uh, you know, uh, get a raise, if you wanted to find a new job, if you wanted to... Um, travel, all of those things will help you to grow. They'll enlarge your sense of your experience and bring something very positive into your life. Um, those couple of years that were very difficult, a couple of years ago when Neptune was square your moon and you were also having Uranian square, some of that might still feel like it's going on right now, but it's really resolving. It's really resolving for you as opposed to, I guess, 2010. 2010, yeah, two years ago, what we're talking about, just looked like a really difficult year um, with all kinds of, you know, emotional upset and feelings of feeling betrayed and things like that. A lot of that has subsided, and that's not what's really going to be going on for you this year, so I'm really happy to tell you that. Um, unless you have a specific question you want to ask me in the chat room, then I'm going to say, you know, that that's kind of good for a little easier to do it with somebody on the phone, but I understand some people just want to give me the information, see what I have to say. In general, you're a very willful in a very positive way. You know what it is that you want. You're very hardworking and you're very passionate and very emotional. Your Venus is in Gemini. You could be quite a good writer. You could be quite a good comedian. Um because you're very good with words. It's interesting we talk about how Mercury was the ruler of Gemini and your femininity, Venus, is in Gemini in your chart. That means Venus was in front of Gemini when you were born. And it just tells me that you are um, really good with words, really witty, really funny. You crack people up. So, you know, in this afternoon birth chart, um, that Venus is in the 10th house, that it's something you could actually make a career out of is your strong uh, language skills. So, um, perfect. Um, the show is going to be in... Uh... Yeah, you know what, Danielle? You'll get something different. You'll get something different. You know, and hoping for something different, you'll get something different. So rest assured that I think there is something coming that is um, uh, much better for you. I think you, what you want to be careful of this year is you just want to make sure that you're not, you don't project onto someone something that they're not. So just be careful of that, and that will be fine. As a matter of fact, it's almost going to feel a little magical, like you meet someone very magical. Go slow with that. Don't get caught up in that because some of that is going to be a little bit of an illusion. But other than that, it's all going to turn out great. So with that, I want to remind everyone that my show is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's Inside Connection Radio. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. Thanks for joining me tonight, and I'd like to leave you with Steve Miller Band, Fly Like an Eagle. Mm -hmm.